Hey, everybody, Dave Hagen here. Are you financially independent? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Financial Wellness Podcast, episode 421. Hey, it's Brian Reed. Where? I don't see him. Oh, in Seattle. There you go. What's up, Dave? <laughs> Not much. How about you? Just uh, trying to stay dry. A little yeah. overcast up here. A little dry or a little wet, a little, a little uh, damp up there, huh? It's good stuff. Though. Not as dry as home. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's thinking, hey, where's Nick? And my note here says Nick's heading for the bar. No, he's heading to the bar exam. And he's still got a couple of weeks ago to go. But we're looking forward to having him back, um, you know, at some point here. And he will be heading to the bar after yeah, the exam. After the bar, he'll be heading to the bar. He'll need a nice, a nice uh, stress release. He'll need a nice uh, rest, you know? So I was listening a couple of weeks ago to a conversation between a, a personal financial advisor and a, and a young fellow. And the financial advisor kept talking about retirement, retirement. You got to get ready for retirement. And the young fellow who said, Hey, I'm age 21. He says, I really can't get into this, this concept of retirement. I'm 21. And I don't know about you, Brian, but when I was 21, I wasn't thinking about retirement. I was thinking about, I want to get my first job. I want to, you know, uh, try and monetize my degree. I want to go out and have some fun. How about you? Um, yeah. Kudos to this gentleman for thinking ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, at, at 21, you should be focused on laying out your life plan, personal and financial. Um, you should be thinking about those those kinds of things. But yeah, I mean, you know, way in the back of your mind, maybe you're going to think a little bit about retirement. Who knows? But when he said, I really can't get behind this concept of retirement, the investment advisor came back and said, well, re replace the word retirement with being rich. And that was the investment advisor's kind of way to get him thinking about his long-term plan. But the more I thought about it, it occurred to me that it might not necessarily be the goal to be rich. Now, for some people, that's an important thing. But I would imagine for most people, that's not the ultimate goal. Maybe for most people, the ultimate goal is to be financially independent or to have a lifestyle that you love to be able to do what you want to do. And then that led me to the next question. Well, what does it take to be financially independent? And we've talked about this on the TFWP several times, but basically being financially independent means being able to live off the income for your investments. And we, when you reach that point, it doesn't mean you're necessarily rich, but it does mean you're financially independent. 
And you can do that by increasing the amount of your investment or playing with that Bunsen burner a little bit and trying to increase the amount of return, of course, accepting a little more risk traditionally, or you can reduce your living expenses. And we've talked about the example in the past where, hey, you could be 2025 and be independently, financially independent or retire. That's the word you want to use. If it's okay with you to live in your parents' basement and eat your parents' food and you've got enough money to get around town and to do what you want to do. Other people just want to blow through a pile of dough. So the question then becomes, what is your objective? And have you thought about that? I would hope everybody, at least our listeners, have thought about that. What does being financially independent mean to you? In fact, we spent some time talking about different words for retirement. Remember that, Brian? We did. We said retirement means I mean, traditionally kind of old and spent and used. And there's a lot of people who want to retire. We talked about the FIRE movement, financial independence, retire early, and that maybe retired was not necessarily a term to use for someone that was kind of unplugging and living off their investments in the middle or even early part of their, their age. So it's different to different people, I think. But what does it mean to you? Something always important to think about. Do you want to get up every morning and do nothing? I mean, that sounds good for about two weeks. Do you want to work a different job that's more fulfilling, but makes less? Maybe. Do you want to learn how to play the trumpet and go out on a cruise ship? That sounds like a nice lifestyle. It's got some drawbacks, but that sounds pretty good. I actually know a guy that did that. I went to uh, high school with the fella and he'd been at sea for 10, 12 years. And had a lot of great stories to tell, but he was basically moving around the world playing the trumpet. Kind of cool. Do you want to volunteer your time at a food bank? Do you want to um, volunteer your time at a, at, a, at a hospital? What do you want to do? What is your vision of being financially independent mean? And I think that's something for everybody to think about. And I think it's directly connected to your, your values and, and ultimately um, to your goals. Have you ever thought about what being financially independent would look like to you? I, I, I don't know about you, Brian, but when I was young, it was just like, oh, I want to have a big pile of money and travel around and do whatever I want to do. And I think that's probably a pretty superficial scratch at it. I, I think that it's a lot deeper than that. How about you? You got to get more specific. I mean, yeah. specificity is key. Yeah. And you really have to connect your current, your, your current psyche to your, to your values and, and to your goals. It really depends upon what's important to you. But wow, wouldn't that be cool if you start contemplating this and it turns out that uh, what you need to live on can be covered by the the interest on your investments, and you could retire at any time. It would certainly make it a lot different in terms of your attitude when you wake up every morning. Certainly, <laughs> you know? it would. It's like any given day you could say, you know what, this sucks, and you could you could certainly walk away from it, and that changes your 
your outlook on on life. Now, don't get don't get caught up in this four percent rule thing. Have you ever heard of the four percent rule, Brian? No. What is this? Well, this it's it's kind of a rule of thumb for for retirement. I think it's been around since I don't know eighties or something. It means that you can take 4% out of your investments every year and have a 98% chance of being solvent when you pass away. And it's pretty easy to calculate. You just take what you got, multiply by 4%. And if you can live on that 4%, you're good to go. But the problem is the 4% rule was designed for people who are 60, people who have a life expectancy of another 30 years. What if you're not 60? What if you're 40? That's why I don't talk about the the 4% rule that much because, first of all, our listeners, I'm guessing, are an awful lot younger than 60. And I'm hoping that our listeners, if they apply some of these principles, even a few of these principles, they'll be in a position where they're going to be financially independent and can do whatever they want, maybe at age 40, maybe at age 35. I mean, who knows? But most of our listeners, I think, are less than, than 60 years old. And this 4% rule means that if you live to be 90, your estate's depleted. I, I know a lot of people want to leave something to their, their heirs. I don't know that that's a super important goal, but there's a lot of people that, that want to do that. So um, if you can anticipate uh, what your expenses will be when you step away from full-time work, you can know what that number needs to be. You can figure out what a reasonable rate of in- return on your investments would be historically. Uh, I think it's 10, 11, 12, historically on a 30-year window. Maybe you want to be a little on the conservative side of that so you don't have to go back to work if the stock market gets too, uh, too weak. But how much, how much money investments will you need to generate to cover your expenses? Are you financially independent now? If you are, congratulations. That's a really great thing. If not, What's your goal to get there? And how many years is it going to take you to get there? It should be, seems to me this should be one of your biggest uh, financial goals. Hey, I want to be financially independent. And, and maybe, Brian, that's, that's the term that, you know, we, we should use. Hey, what do you do for them? Well, I'm, I'm actually just financially independent. Maybe that's sufficiently vague that people should just say, oh, okay. Of course, then they'll want He's doing whatever you. he wants to do. He's got enough right. money already. Right. Of course, then they'll want you to pick up the check. <laughs> Have you ever seen I'm that? I'm only financially independent because I manage my expenses wisely. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm not picking up this check. <laughs> yeah, you, you get a bunch of people together and it comes time to pay the check. And they all kind of look at the guy that, that, showed, up, that sold, uh, showed up in the Bentley, <laughs> figuring that that, that, uh, that person can pay the bill. People are, people are like that sometimes. It's kind of surprising to me. What are you going to do? Maybe there's, you know, just people need to uh, just not assume anything. Pay your own way, damn it. <laughs> pay, pay your own way, get her, get her done, get her done. So the question is, are you financially independent? If not, how long is it going to take you to get there? And what's your plan to get there? Set aside some time this week and think about that. Because again, you know, we're about halfway through the year. And this is a great time to, to look at that as we get ready 
to start homing in on the the end of this year when I when I think things are going to really start to accelerate. I think the economy is going to get hot again, and um, it's going to be a really interesting and exciting um, end of the year. This is Dave Hagen, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. Oh, we got an email this week, and I just love the optimistic <laughs> outlook of this email. Brian, why don't you read it for us? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I kind of want to meet this guy. Uh, Dave, <laughs> Vegas, baby. Vegas is reopening, and I'm headed there next week. What should I do with the million dollars that I'm going to win? See, I love that. I love that that optimism. Um, I think somebody's but, punking us, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't had any conversations with anyone about going to Vegas lately. I don't know if you have, but uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people that are that are headed there. They Not just, really they can hardly wait to get back, and it's like I don't know those those casinos. I mean, I remember them as being so crowded. I'm just not. I'm just not of the the mindset yet. I think it's going to take some time for that that to change. You know, an interesting thing happened just this last week. I went into a Starbucks and um, uh, there was a sign and it says, if you've been vaccinated, a mask is optional. And I thought, well, okay, then I won't wear it. I'm fully vaccinated. And I, um, and I walked in there and I'm looking around and everybody had their mask on. Now I know all these people were probably vaccinated. I mean, statistically it had to have been at least half the people because half the population has been vaccinated, but I'm looking around and I was the only one that didn't have a mask. And these people were all so resistant to change. So I didn't want to look like a, you know, an ass. So I put the mask on just to like <laughs> fit in and not uh, piss off the barista or anyone else trying to get a cup of coffee, how things have changed a year ago you'd forget the mask. You'd walk in and people go, Hey, you got to wear your mask. Somebody oh, would give like, you the stink uh, eye. Right. How things have changed. So going to Vegas. Well, first of all, that we just don't have enough information to know what to do. I mean, if someone's got a million dollars, first thing you got to realize it's not really a million. It's, it's probably about 60, 65% of that. Why? Cause you got to pay your uncle. Your uncle always has got his hand out first. I tell most people, or I tell people, you know, the biggest monthly expense you probably have is your uncle. The state and the federal government want their money. So it's something less than that. And then what kind of assets does this fella have? I mean, maybe the money should be applied towards reducing uh, the mortgage. Or, or if, if the individual lives in an apartment and wants to stay in an apartment, maybe the next best thing is to put it in a um, some type of a uh, you know, to the extent that you can in a retirement account and then in an investment account. Um, what a what a great opportunity, because remember this, this 60% of a million bucks, if you invest it in something uh, like, you know, blue chip stocks over a long term with a 30 year window, um, you could get 
eight, nine, 10%. And at eight, nine, at, at 10%, money doubles every seven years. And if this person isn't going to retire or become financially independent for 20 years, there's an opportunity to double that money twice. So 600,000 would go to 1.2, could go to 2.4. I mean, that could be a real nice little thing. Or, or you could you put could, it on red. <laughs> put it in, put it on crypto, cryptocurrency, you know. I got to tell you, one time I, I was in Vegas, Brian and I had developed the most ingenious gambling strategy. And that was, hey, I go to the, I go to the roulette wheel. And, um, you know, when it comes up red twice, bet black. And I thought this is, I'm going to make so much money on this because statistically, it seems like after a couple reds, you're going to get black. And sure enough, a couple red, put the money on black, came up red. And I said, well, now it's three reds. Now it's going to be black for sure. And I got to get my money back. So I doubled the bet, bet black. And I ended up going through like 200 bucks in five minutes and said, yeah, that's a stupid gambling strategy <laughs> because every time that little ball goes, it's, it's 50, 50, regardless of what happened before, even though emotionally you think two, three, four red, it's going to be black. So after I went through, yeah, I think it was about 200 bucks in just a couple minutes. And I said, geez, I could have had a couple of really great meals for that. I could have seen a really great show for that. What a, what a stupid thing. But Emotionally at the time, it seemed pretty reasonable, huh? I always think about it whenever I'm you know, walking through the casinos that I'm the animal in the zoo and all the people are, on the, are watching via the cameras going, oh, look at the stupid gamblers. Look at that one. Oh, he's going to try and win something. No, would, it doesn't, it's, it's rigged. You can't I win. I would imagine that the people sitting behind the cameras are just gassing on us as they watch as they watch how we behave. That because it's, is what I imagine. And that, that affects how I gamble. Yeah. You can't, is, I don't, <laughs> you can't beat the statistics. I don't like Vegas for unless that. you, unless you are cheating and they know that they know that. And uh, so you don't gamble much when you go to Vegas, huh? Nah, no, I really don't either. You know, a couple bucks here, there sometimes, but a eh, uh, little eh. bit, but I'd rather put money in, um, in investments and see if I can get it to grow that way. And that's only bet a, what you're willing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a qualified uh, gamble because you, you know, a little bit about what's going around uh, on around the circumstances, not like walking into Vegas where straight statistics are, are coming at you and you're trying to overcome straight statistics. It's kind of tough. So, well, to this, uh, to this person that sent in the email, we don't have enough information yet to, to know exactly what we'd advise you to do. It depends upon your life and your life circumstance and what your goals are. Um, certainly, please, please, please remember that you've got to pay uh, the state and federal taxes on that uh, before you have any money to do what you want. But if you win, if it comes home, you've got a very, very unique opportunity to use the, the miracle of compound interest to really have a big chunk of money at some point down the line, certainly bigger than what your net winnings would be after taxes this time. Hey, Dave, I bet you 20 bucks we don't hear from him again. <laughs> you know, it's always interesting to me that you always hear about winning when people win. But when a friend goes to Vegas 
and you say, how'd you do? You very rarely hear, I lost my ass. <laughs> well, I think that's a wrap for this week. Um, make it a good one. Make it a week that counts and come back next week. We're working on a show where we're going to talk about what we think is appropriate in terms of discussing money with, with friends and family. Should be interesting. Thanks for joining us this week, Brian. We'll see you next. See you next week, Dave. Take care, everybody. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.